Hi everyone, and welcome to your weekly dose of interviewing and case study methods. My name is Casey, and I am your guest host for this podcast. Glad I could be here with you guys today. For today's podcast, I have my great friend Tess here, and she just happens to be an expert in today's topic on confrontation. Glad you could come in today, Tess. How are you doing? Hi, Casey. I'm glad you could have me today, considering this isn't your normal position, but I'm doing great. I hope you're doing well as well. I am doing well. Now, let's not bore our audience with our catching up, and let's jump right into today's topics on confrontation. Could you let us in on what exactly confrontation is? Of course. Confrontation isn't necessarily something that everyone knows about. Normally, people will see it as something that is associated with aggression and being argumentative, but when discussing interviewing and case study, it has a different meaning to it. So you wouldn't be arguing with your client? No, no. Confrontation isn't an argument with a client or a direct challenge with them. It is more so using skills that have been discussed in this podcast by other experts. You need to listen to your client intently and examining their situation or topic of discussion. You are there to examine a person's story and try to help them to try to clarify and examine with you what the issue at hand is and potentially open up a door to what we call in this field the creation of the new. All right, that makes so much more sense now. But you did mention something I would love to know more about. What is this creation of new that you mentioned? It definitely sounds interesting. I'm glad you asked. This is definitely an interesting topic to get onto, but one big thing to remember when talking about this is that creativity is the root of change. As stated in intentional interviewing and counseling, if you can understand this meaning behind this, then the concept makes more sense. The creation of the new was mapped out by a great man named Paul Tillich. This process is something that happens when confrontation is utilized. So you use your normal skills of listening, mapping out the story, summarizing the story, and then done, when done in an effective way, will lead the client to, new, to the new, which includes growth and change within the, within the client. That sounds actually really easy. There has to be a catch here. Right you are. This whole thing isn't just black and white. There's definitely more to this than just doing it right away. One huge thing that we face is a a term called stuckness. You as a counselor need to try to use this interviewing skill and try to direct the story with certain questions to get the creation of the new. This will help avoid stuckness, which is when there are discrepancies in their story, and it also will have an issue with giving them a chance to have their resolution. That is for sure more complicated than what it originally sounded like. This does not sound like something that can be stressful on a client. Is it something that can happen? There definitely is stress within a client, for sure. You can have issues with stress, especially if it is a stressful topic when which you're talking about. In this situation, stress can be very helpful because it can drive the client to actually go through with the change that, to help create the new. I know when I am stressed, I am definitely more driven to do things so I don't feel that stress anymore. So I can for sure see how that stress can be healthy. But let's get this more pointed back onto the onto the skill of confrontation here and how to do it is there anything more you can tell us about it there's plenty more i can tell you about this topic i think the next thing i'll let you in on is the three steps that are involved with confrontation for step one you need to listen and identify conflict in clients mixed messages discrepancies and incongruity for the next step you clarify and clear point out issues to clients and help them work through conflict to a resolution Lastly, you would listen and observe and evaluate the effectiveness of your intervention on the client and changing growth. That sounds easy enough. Could you just dig a little bit deeper into the first step for us? 
Well, where's the fun in letting you know what the step is, but not explaining it? Of course, I'll go deeper into the steps. For step one, which is identifying the conflict by observing mixed messages, discrepancies, and incongruity, this step is self somewhat self-explanatory, but you will pretty much be trying to find things that not necessarily line up with the story that the client is telling you. There are two different kinds of conflicts that we see in the step, which is internal conflicts and external conflicts. Could you elaborate a little more on these conflicts that can be seen within a client? For internal conflicts is where you will see more nonverbal cues within the client. You might also pick up on discrepancies in the story, but we will see the more nonverbal in this this type of conflict. For example, you might see a client smiling while talking about mixed feelings, which isn't something you would see when they're when you're talking about a harder topic. For external conflicts, this is where you'll see conflicts with the client and the world around them and other people that are there and present in their life. External conflicts lead to internal conflicts. These types of conflicts are, can either be from work, school, parents, or even between you and the client. This is where you will see the most resistance within a client. This is a normal thing where the client does this to protect themselves from discussing a harder topic or situation to guard their internal self. As a counselor, you need to listen to the client and try to find where the resistance is seeming to come from and be able to have a person confront their discrepancies with a sub- with supportive and respectful, respectful way. Last, that last little end sounds like it ties into step two, am I right? Amazing job following along, Casey. Right you are. It definitely ties into step two. The second step is to point out and clarify issues of incongruity and work to resolve them. This is for sure the hardest step out of all three of them because this is where the direct confrontation is at. In this step as a counselor, you need to make sure that you aren't blaming the client or making them feel like it's their fault. There are some steps to doing this properly and you need to clearly identify the conflict in the story and ask questions along the lines of how do you put these two together. Then you will draw out and clarify the specifics of the conflict. This is where you will give attention to each part of the mixed messages present in the story. Through this, you will periodically summarize the dimensions of the incongruity. For example, you could say, your words say this, but your actions say this. This makes the client face the facts that you have to make the statement in a non, but you have to make that statement in a non-judgmental way. Next, you would use the positive asset search, which is a special attention to wellness. Here's where a client might be uncomfortable with a confrontation, but you can ease a client and also allow for a new way of thinking by saying something along the lines of, I like the way you're dealing with some of these very real challenges. The last step, if necessary, you give feedback, giving your opinions and observations of the discrepancies. Clients can't always see the discrepancies within their own story, and that's why confrontation can be such a great step in the right direction for the creation of the new. Confrontation is still a very direct situation, though. Is there some issues related to multicultural differences? What a great question. There is definitely some multicultural considerations within this topic. In Asian, Latin, and Native American cultures, it can be inappropriate to them with a direct confrontation. But with a good relationship, these type of clients, a confrontation can be acceptable, To but you need to build up that relationship, and it will take time. Also, with clients like this, silence can be a powerful confrontation tool. With Native American, Dini, and Intuit traditions, silence is valued, so that also could be an effective tool that you can utilize if a good relationship isn't established yet. That makes sense. So isn't there a final step to cover when talking about confrontation? Yes. The final step that you have to process in the process of confrontation is to evaluate the change. This is where you evaluate the effectiveness of confrontation. You might not see change overnight, and this is where the process can take a longer time. There are different stages within this, this step of evaluating the client's change. You also need to realize that change will never be linear, so these stages will not happen in the exact order, and clients might even go back to another stage, even if they've already passed that stage. 
You keep mentioning these stages. What are these stages exactly? So these stages are present in something we call the client change scale. This is where we have the creation of the new very much present, and in this process that person takes that in this process that a person takes. This is where we will evaluate a client and where they're in the process of this change. It would help you evaluate where your client is and what are the next steps in helping them move along in this process. There are five stages in this process, and the first stage is denial, where a client might not see their mixed messages and discrepancies in a story. The next stage is partial examination, where they notice part of the discrepancy. The third stage is acceptance and recognition, but no change. They'll realize that there's discrepancies in their stories and even have a confrontation with the subject, but not have a resolution to what is going on. The fourth stage is the generation of the new. This is where the client comes up with a resolution and sees that things will be looked at differently. The final stage of the development is the development of new, larger, and more inclusive constructs, patterns, or behaviors, also known as transcendence. This is where a direct confrontation can be very effective. That last stage sounds like it would be the hardest. Is that true? Any stage of confrontation can be hard, but a good tool that a client can use on their own time would be to meditate and think deeper into a conflict and find a resolution to their issue at hand. It will allow a client to be able to see all perspectives of the conflict or issue while also allowing them to find peace with the problem that they're facing. Like I said prior, major changes won't happen overnight, and this is a process that happens over multiple sessions for most clients. That completely makes sense. I really think I understand the topic of confrontation better. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I think I covered everything that I would like to cover, but I would like to give a quick little summary just to try to pull it all together because it is a lot of information to take in if that's okay with you. Go for it. I know that summaries are always helpful to me. They definitely help me, and that's why I just like to add them in. But a quick little summary of confrontation is there are three major steps to confrontation, which are one, to identify conflicts within client story. The second step would be to point out issues and work towards a resolution. The final step is to evaluate the change in the client change with a client change scale. Confrontation itself isn't a direct skill. It uses a lot of other skills that have been discussed in this podcast, like paraphrasing, reflecting feelings, summarizing, questioning, and influencing skills. Utilizing the client change skills is very helpful in this process. It also is helpful to remember that every client is different. Some might have noticeable change in just a few sessions, while others might take more sessions to finally have that creation of new. Just don't expect clients to instantly change in their behaviors or thoughts right away. Thank you, Tess, for that summary. That made everything clear and put the big pic- bigger picture together. All right, Tess, if you have explained everything about confrontation, then I think that's the end of today's episode of interviewing and case study methods. Thank you for coming out here and discussing confrontation with us. Thank you for having me. I love sharing my expertise with all of you and all the fans of interviewing and case study methods. Have a, Have a great, great day, day, you guys. guys. And study, study hard. hard.